Welcome to another thrilling installment of the Return of the Audio Dead Horror Podcast. I'm your host, Chris, joined as always by my co-host, Brian. Hey, what's going on, Chris? Hey. So, before we jump into the topic this week, which is going to be Tiny Terrors. (laughs) (laughs) Or Attack of uh, the Killer Fuzzballs from Outer Space. There we go. That's a a better title. Let's go with that one. (laughs) Attack of the Killer Fuzzballs. Um... (laughs) Did you say tiny terrors? I said tiny terrors. <laughs> oh, there's so many opportunities with that one, but I'll just let I'll just laugh and yeah, whatever. Okay. <laughs> I never seen you in a bathing suit, so that's okay. <laughs> you don't want to believe me. That's a tiny terror. <laughs> Trunks or banana hammock? Which one's your banana preference? hammock? Of course. <laughs> <laughs> all right so we're off the rails yeah, we're already off the rails the movies we're going to be talking about today are so re- absurdly ridiculous oh my god yep okay well so before we get started though let's talk about uh what we've been watching oh my god yeah so your recommendation unhinged good grief that is one <laughs> hell of a ride no pun intended yes it is it's it's a fun it's a fun movie that's the one that has Russell Crowe as a basically rage road raging, uh, crazy killer guy. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean the opening sequence is just like I mean the movie just like really starts off with a hard punch. I mean I guess mm-hmm. he's going through a divorce. The wife sells the house. She's already got a new guy living in the house. He goes in there, takes I don't know what like a, was it a baseball bat or what the hell did he use? Like a you know, crowbar. I, or... Something. Yeah, I, I, it's hard. It's kind of hard to tell because it's like it's kind of all shot like from a distance. And he just goes in there and bashes both their fucking brains in, and then yeah. just lights the place on fire, and just go, and then just goes off into a driving frenzy rampage. And it's just, it gets graphic at times, mm-hmm. especially like uh, when he like confiscates uh, the lead lady's uh, phone, and then sits down and has something to eat with uh, her divorce attorney. Yeah, yeah, that that scene like, was just kind of like, comes out of the blue, and you're just like. Whoa, it's that kind of movie. <laughs> yeah. He fucking puts like, what the hell did he stab him with? It was like a, like a fork or, fork a or something, knife? wasn't it? It was, it was like not something you don't, you want to get stabbed with. That's for sure. Whatever yeah, it was. It's not very, yeah. I mean, it's, it was a utensil that they provide to you at a restaurant. So mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not like, you know, it's not like a katana or something like that. I mean, it's just, yeah, it yeah. was fucking wicked. Yeah, it's not, it's not a, it's not a, it's not a, uh, you know, a, a death that is going to end quickly. It was a death that's going to be like <laughs> choking on your own blood for like 15 minutes. Is, yes, that's exactly right. Because that's how it plays out, too. Because the guy like doesn't just exactly die real quick. Remember, mm-hmm. he has a bit of a death rattle and he kind of comes to and then he just like finishes them off again. 
Yep. <laughs> it's like, God. It's rough. Russell Crowe plays a really, really good psycho. Yes, he does. I mean, I, th- I think, honestly, I think he's just channeling his inner inner uh, asshole <laughs> for most of this movie because he's kind of known for that. Um, I, maybe he's mellowed quite a bit in, the, in recent years, but man, he's kind of known for just being like really hot-tempered guy anyway. And and holy shit, and he's fat in this, which is what I love. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I love that he's fat because he just when he gets mad, it's just like his chubby face is just filled with rage. Yes, <laughs> and there's something scary about it. There's something he's terrifying. Very, I mean, he's menacing. Yeah, I mean, it's just like, oh my god! I've heard people saying, "No, don't want to poke the bear." It's like I think they want to say, "It's like don't poke the crow." <laughs> yeah, don't don't fucking poke Russell Crowe. Jesus Christ! God damn no! <laughs> He'll kill your whole family. <laughs> <laughs> and make well, you I mean, watch. <laughs> well, you were just saying. I mean, I'm really surprised that you were. You said you had some driving issues just the other day when you had to go do a, a shoot at a haunt, and um, you know, I'm surprised that after watching this movie, you dared even to use your horn. I know, right? You know, how do you know that it wasn't Russell Crowe? <laughs> a friendly tap of the horn. Well, yes. when, when someone when someone pull, is in front of me and they aren't moving uh, at a, at a stoplight, I do do the friendly tap of the horn, like. You know, or pop, yep. you know, yep. I never, I never just go. <laughs> the horn. And after seeing Unhinged, I'm never going to. How's that go again? My horn, my horn turns into a, an air horn somehow. <laughs> <laughs> You're driving a truck these days. Yes, yeah, so I'm driving a, driving a, a, a diesel, a <laughs> diesel truck. <laughs> Oh, oh you know what old Jack Burton says. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but I, you know, you said this movie really keeps you on the edge of your seat, and it honestly did for me. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I just, you know, the only thing I think we both agreed upon with Unhinged is uh, it kind of like came undone at the very, like the ending just kind of sucks. It kind of becomes unhinged at the end. It just, it doesn't work. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Up yeah. until the it very end, it's, it's, it's really good, and then when it gets to the end, you're just kind of like, yeah. As I said before, the only part is just like, wow, I can't believe they got away with this. I mean, he freaking lights a young man on fire, and then he fucking strangles a younger kid almost mm-hmm. to death, and they show it <laughs> with the phone cord. It's like, or whatever the hell it was. I'm just like, wow, I can't. It's like I'm gonna like murder this. everyone in your family. He kills, he kills like so many people in this movie, and it's like, it's like I just, I just want to murder everyone in your family, lady. <laughs> <laughs> just to yeah. prove just a to point. make you prove a point that like you don't know what a bad day is right. wasn't that basically his whole anthem throughout basically. the whole thing yeah says you want to know what a bad day is you're gonna have a bad day <laughs> oh she has a bad day she has a really really bad day but yep. um i mean the thing though it's just like so like the kid still has like the strangle marks around his neck and her fit and he's he freaking like just cold clocked her a couple of good times and her face is all beat to a pulp and the cops are just like, oh yeah, we already got your, we already got your statement. You can go now. And it's just like, oh, it's a lovely day for a drive. That's like, the dumbest part of the movie. Literally. How could she even fucking? I mean, if you just got punched in the face by Russell Crowe, you know, punched in the, the hell face, could you get in a car and choked. drive. How could you even see straight? Yeah, it's it's, and the police just say, okay, you can drive to the hospital now. Fuck you. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I mean, the cop might as well have said, you know. You, we're all done here. You can drive away. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> that's what it was. 
<laughs> but you didn't know this movie was based in Michigan. It looks like it looks like New Orleans, so maybe 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 that's how I, things yeah, are run down there. I don't know. That's what it looks <clears> like. Well, most things are filmed in Georgia anymore. That's true. But something about which this is kind like of New Orleans, which is but... sort of you know, getting down that general yeah, yeah. part of town. So. So anyway. Oh man, yeah. So I mean, aside from that, was there anything else that you've seen besides Unhinged? The only thing I saw I, this week was we're getting ready for our big convention here coming up. So the only thing I saw yep. this week was uh, uh, that, that that is new to me was a movie called Perdita Durango. That's a mouthful. Okay. Yeah, it's it's um it's a movie that was directed by Alex de la Iglesia. Um, and it's movie came out in the nineties, late nineties, and it has Rosie Perez in it. Uh, at her peak hotness, uh, Javier Bardem, um, and and um, it's like a it's it's very much would like if I had known this movie existed in '97 when it came out it would have been so up my alley because it's kind of right. like a natural born killers type thing, but like these two psychos that are like just decide let's go let's go kidnap two white people. <laughs> That's <laughs> let's, random. Let's go kidnap two blonde blue-eyed pieces of shit you know right and what happens as a result of it and everything and it's 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 a very interesting weird movie and it has um that the guy who played tony soprano um i'm forgetting his name uh but he's in it too as, as like a as a cop and he just keeps getting this shit beat out of him in the movie really <laughs> it's hilarious so it's it's a little too long and it's weird it's on it's on um uh uh, Shutter right now. Weirdly okay. enough, I was going to ask you where you saw it. Yeah, and uh, and Alex de la Iglesia. He's he's some he's a director that's like made some really interesting weird movies over the last like twenty years. Um, most recently, I think I saw Witching and Bitching, which is a which is a weird little Spanish movie. Um, but he's he is a weird he is a weird um, interesting catalog of movies he's done. And I don't know a lot of them. I need to kind of catch up because because I noticed that um, uh, Shutter is showing more of his stuff. They got, really? got quite a few movies on there, so I need I need to kind of catch up and learn, you know, see more of his stuff because it is interesting. If nothing else, it's it's always an interesting movie, even if it's not quite great, you know. So anyway, that's that's all I got. Yeah. Oh my goodness! So where do we even begin to start with our selection for this episode? Well, how did we even decide to do this? It was like you saw I'm, critters or I'm something. I'm the idiot that initiated it. Yeah, because <laughs> it was on HBO Max, and I'm just like, "What the hell?" It's just like ghoulies. I'm like, "Really?" Well, that's right. I, you suggested ghoulies. I'm like, yeah. And so I was like, "Oh, what the hell?" I've never. I was guilty as charged. Never saw it before. Because I always thought, just man, this looks so stupid. And yeah, I was pretty much right on. <clears throat> But I can see why there's like a bit of a, I mean, is there really a cult following for this, you know? I don't know series? that there is. I mean, Ghoulies for me was like when I was a kid, um, it was always enticing because it, the the cover of the box was literally a, was like a little green, like goblin looking character that's popping out of a toilet. Yeah. That was literally, <laughs> literally the, the, the box art. <clears throat> yeah. And that, that does happen in the movie a bit. It's like a blink and you miss it shot. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that it was always attractive to me just for that. And I think, and I'm pretty sure, I'm sure I saw it as a kid, but I honestly, I didn't remember anything about it and it wasn't quite as bad as I thought it would be, but it was also not good. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> that is an excellent way of describing this one. 
and on and it, and it's like this guy this guy's like what trying to summon uh these like little demons he's yeah, like these demons. Like, like a satanic cult like in the basement of this house yeah he's like like has a pentagram on the floor he's wearing these like like ritual robes and everything and the best part yeah. of the whole movie is when his girlfriend walks in on him when he's doing this <laughs> Yeah, and she there's this moment of like he's like totally into what he's doing, like like doing something in the air, and she like what are you doing? <laughs> like what are you doing? <laughs> he's like he's like oh, uh, uh, <laughs> just summoning Satan's little yeah, helpers. That's all. <laughs> just just found this robe. It's like incredibly relaxing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It really helps the airing out down there. Yeah. It's like, I'm not worried. I'm going full commando. Yeah. Air out those tiny te- uh, terrors down there, right? Right. Tiny terrors, yes. The tiny terror uh, is flopping free, and you know what I mean. Yes. <laughs> um, you know, it's like, uh, man, I mean, how I mean, they're really, I mean, so it's like the premise of the film is like, so there's like the satanic cult. They're responsible for bringing the ghoulies into this dimension or realm, whatever you want to call it, right? Mm-hmm. And I can't. I mean, it's like it's so forgettable. I just watched. It's really it, but forgettable, I mean, and it's like, and I and I'm still not real sure what the purpose of like the everyone kind of gets possessed. Are they getting possessed by the ghoulies or possessed by something oh, else? Oh, that's right. Yes, yes, and like the possession sequences are really weird. And, oh my god, they're just like then they're like they. Like, I just remember like some people go by a fountain. And these things like jump out of the fountain. And it's just so obvious yeah. that it's, it's almost like somebody has like a stuffed animal and they're like it really smushing is. into their face and like <laughs> screaming and like, oh, my God, I'm being attacked. You know, it's in, in part two is the same thing. It's just like it literally it looks is. like someone just behind the doorway, just like with a stick, with, with a gremlin on a stick. You know, like <laughs> <laughs> we're moving around. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But at oh, the end, so... at the end, it amounts to nothing because he's like kind of he's able to reverse it. But the the funniest thing is when he leaves the two uh, little people behind. They, they become oh. his like servants. Oh my goodness, that's right. They they that's like betray right. this this like demonic guy to to save him and his friends, and they're running out of the cat uh, the, the the mansion or whatever it is. And they all run to the jeep to get in the jeep and leave. And the two little people are like trying to run out with them, like take us with you, you know. And they get out there and they just watch them drive away. And they kind of look at Cheryl like, "Fuck." <laughs> We're left behind again. Is it the main guy who plays? Um, is I'm um, so Ghoulies. Is it the one who has the guy? I would. I, I don't know. Is, is he? He has dwarf. Is it dwarfism? Is that the correct word? I don't know what the per- current political term, correct term is. Little people is the last thing I remember. I know, but he's even smaller than that. He's abnormally small. You talking about in part two? You talking about the, the guy, the it, main character? Okay, yeah, because he doesn't show up until part two, right? Yeah, yeah, because that guy is in, in trolls as well. But we're we're getting there. We're yeah. getting there. So, but, but, but anyway, mean, that's the end. The, the end of the first one just ends like that, and they they're racing away, and he had to have. I think there's a ghoulie that pops up in the back seat or something, right? There's a stinger. Yes. Yes, yeah. There's like a there's like a few of them actually, or mm-hmm. one of them, or something like that. Something like that. It's really random. Mm-hmm. It's just like we had no ending for this, so that's. Uh, oh, it was shot. Here. It was shot like in broad daylight too. Yeah. You know, it should have been like a night shot. It'd have been more effective, but it's like whatever. Yeah, so they just kind of ran out of steam. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, hey guys, we gotta wrap this movie up by noon. I think, 
<laughs> I mean, I think some of the women were kind of attractive, but I don't think there's any nudity in this one, is there? I don't, not that I recall. If there was, it was forgettable. Yeah. But, um, but I mean, Ghoulies Part 2, so basically, um, I mean, what I kind of dug about this one, it was like basically set in a haunted house. At a fairground. It said, uh, yeah, it said uh, like a like a little carnival where they have like Satan. It was Satan's Hollow or something. Like that. Satan's Den. Satan's Den. Yeah, I believe it's Satan's Den written on the side of their semi tra- uh, yeah, trailer. Yeah. yeah, and it's kind of like I when I started watching. I was kind of like I was hopeful <laughs> that maybe this was going to be <laughs> interesting. And and then and then the owner of the carnival shows up at the and and what's his name, Sir Reginald or Sir ne- Sir Nigel or whatever his name is, the the mid the, the midget. Dude- Oh, the old guy? No, the midget, the little person. Oh, yeah, 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 that's right. The one you've been the talking about all this time. Yes, I apologize. I mean, he very much resembles uh, John, or is it, oh, is it John Oates from Hall & Oates? Right. Yeah, he does. He looks like a, like a little little version of John Oates. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, the thing is, though, it's like this guy really puts heart and soul into his character. Mm-hmm. He's trying and, hard, and he's doing like this kind of faux British accent, and he's like he's uh, I don't know, he's like he's Shakespearean actor or something, and then it just comes yes. across as like so just over the top silly. He seems like somebody you would see wandering around like at a um, Renaissance fair or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I looked that guy up. And speaking like old English, if you will. Nigel Pennyweight, that's his name, Sir Nigel Pennyweight. Really, his character name, Phil Phil Von DeCaro is the uh, the guy. But yeah, he was in uh, he was in Land of the Dead. Weirdly enough, as uh, I don't know if you remember, there was a little person in that that was like the like the head of the like a, like an underground f- like fight club or something in Land of the Dead. Uh, no like a gangster kind of character. Um, but I've, he's, I've seen him in other things over the years, so he's he's kind of known, you know. But right. Uh, but yeah, he's he's got he's got front and center here, and he's giving it his all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he is. Um, but yeah, I mean, I mean, I thought again, I was like, oh, okay, cool. So it's like in you know, Ghoulies Two, it set takes place in uh in a, I mean, it very much looks like a like a eighties, you know, early. 90s like i mean i know the movie was made in 1987 but very much looks like a haunted house like yeah it's exactly like a, it's like it an is. old dark ride looking setup it's, yeah it's like that old look, style that's like just in semi-trailers you know yep yep and it's really funny because i'm looking at imdb right now and like the old guy who i'm assuming like runs this thing but like, he's like all into like magic isn't he uh, uncle ned you're talking about that the character yeah 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 and the funny thing is, is, like, if you look at IMDb, there's, like, him just zonked out, like, just sitting there in a corner, like, sleeping inside the haunted house. And it's just like, yeah, this movie is kind of a bit of a sleeper. <laughs> but it's just, I don't know, it's just so weird. It's just, it's not a very, it's not very good. <laughs> it's just, no. It's just, the, these movies are, like, you know, ca- try, trying to cash in on gremlins with little tiny terrors. And the, the like when the the ghoulies start like killing some of the people that go through the haunt there's like the two jackass kids that come in and they get killed um and the the, the younger kids start going into the to the event and they keep start seeing these things and they keep calling yes. them rats and there's yes. that one part where they like tell or tell like they're telling everybody like you got to come in and look watch see see these these rats they look so real 
and they start going rats, 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 like chanting. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and one of the ghoulies does a little bow. <laughs> right. It's so stupid. <laughs> yeah. Oh shit, that's right. And then you remember? So then there's like that one climactic moment where all of a sudden, oh, what the hell? They drew they tried to like oh like oh well you know what we're going to f- we're going to fight fire with fire it was like the uncle guy and the little guy said that we're going to use magic to try to fight these things they couldn't figure any else other figure right. out any other way to like combat them so they drew a pentagram and the dirt and then all of a sudden this like fucking godzilla size <laughs> it's not godzilla size it's like it's like man sized. <laughs> well, I mean, you get the at first. I'm like, what the hell? And then yeah, then it's just like yeah, like I guess it, it's so you go from a little ghoulie to like a bigger ghoulie. Yeah, yeah. So he, he starts walking around eating the, the ghoulies. It is one of right? the most fucktardian looking costumes <laughs> yes. ever made. <laughs> well, they all are. All the ghoulies. The ghoulies looked a little. I'll give them credit. They looked a little better in this movie than the first one. Yeah, but not by much. No. <laughs> I mean, yeah. They're the just... first one, it looks like they put, put them together with like Halloween masks and 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 putty or something, you know, and and, right. and hopes and dreams because they're terrible. <laughs> Lots of hopes and dreams, <laughs> but not nearly as bad as some of the other movies we're going to talk about. Yeah, but but yeah, that king size ghoulie thing was just so stupid. And then they fed him what like a Molotov cocktail or something like that. Yes. I'm, I'm having trouble like, remembering the end of this thing because it's like that's how unforgettable that's how forgettable it is, you know. Yeah, and then and then it explodes, mm-hmm. and then it's just kind of done. It's like that's it, that's it. All right, time to go home, guys. Let's go. <laughs> on the clock. <clears throat> Let's wrap so, this up. And then I yeah. can't remember. Oh yeah, and then it's just you know, it just ends off where like you know the survivors jump in their little Porsche and drive off into the sunset, and then and then there at the end. The little guy like says like some sort of Shakespearean line at the end too to bid them farewell as they drive off. Do you remember? I don't remember honestly. And then he like catches himself and he's just like, "Oh well, what the hell? Screw it," you know, and just like forget. You know, I was just, and that's it. I mean, yeah. it's just it's just really odd, you know. So I mean, would you say? I mean, because again, I've never seen these before, so just out of curiosity's sake, you know, it's like the stinky finger syndrome. It's like you know it stinks, but you got to check it out anyway. So well, it's it's I mean, it's kind of known. I mean, the Ghoulies movies are it's, it's like a it's if you're a horror and horror fan. I mean, these are movies that were fairly, you know, popular. I guess in that time period back in the eighties with kids because kids would watch these. Right. That's probably why there's no nudity uh, in them. You know, it's just violence. Yeah, I mean, so would you say this really is like targeted more towards like younger kids? I think the second one especially, but I mean, either way, it's boring as hell. <laughs> it's just, yeah, it's, <laughs> it really. I mean, is. it's like watching paint dry. It's it's just boring. <laughs> well, I mean, did you have anything else you wanted to add to the ghoulies? The only thing I wanted to add was I, I there was a there's a ghoulies three and four. I just looked, and three is the one that I was talking about, which was the uh, ghoulies go to college. Really, um, directed by John Carl Buchler, who who is the makeup guy who did. Um, the, like he was the uh, director of uh, Friday Thirteenth Part Seven, um, and he did like makeup and and special effects forever in Hollywood. Okay. So, um, but yeah, that's who directed it. I remember it being funny. Um, 
but that was like when you say remember it, I mean that was like that's like when I was long, a kid, long ago. Yeah, I was, yeah. I was probably like thirteen or fourteen or something like that. I don't know. But I can't. It must not have made too much of an impression if you haven't gone back to revisit it again. Well, if it was something that was readily available, I probably would check it out. You know? Oh, good point. Good it's point. Not, it's not something that is. Uh, I'm just looking to see if it's. It's not streaming anywhere, and if you want to buy the DVD, which is the only thing that's available, it's eighty bucks. Wow, seriously? Yeah. So it's been that is really for a steep. Long time. Yeah. <clears throat> so yeah, good luck getting this. <laughs> what about the fourth one? Have you seen that one? That one I haven't seen at all that I can recall. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I have nothing to add for either one of those because I obviously haven't seen them. So, yeah. so um, yeah. But something a bit more redeeming than Ghoulies, in my opinion, is um, Critters. Yes. And can you believe I've never freaking seen Critters? Oh, it's Ghoulies, like, how is that I'm even sorry, humanly 3, possible? Ghoulies 3 is streaming, FYI. It's on uh, Amazon for five ninety nine. Which one? Ghoulies 3. The Ghoulies Go to College. Is it really? Yep, I just found it. Okay, cool. Yeah. So maybe I'll have to go ahead and revisit that one. Yeah, I might. I might. So, I'm, I'm, I might just check that out sometime. Some, yeah, yeah. Then maybe in one of our future episodes, yeah. gonna say, "Oh, something we just recently watched." So anyway, yeah. Back, back to Critters. Critters is a franchise that I loved, and yeah, you had seen, said you never watched it, which blew my mind, honestly. But yeah. then again, you didn't watch Nightmare on Elm Street movies as a kid either, so. Some of them, but you know, some of the other ones, no, like the yeah. later ones. And I can see why, because then they're not that great. But um, Critters, I actually, I started with Critters 2, and I like that one so much that I went back and watched the first one. So we'll start talking about the first one. And it stars one of our favorite moms of all time, D. Wallace. Yep. If you grew up in the 80s, that's who your mom is. Yeah. Well, actually, <laughs> she was D. Wallace Stone at that time. Right, right. But, um, and the cast is pretty decent in this one, and the production quality is up there. And, you know, the second one was more comical, but you said, well, the first one is kind of a little more serious, and it's like, yeah, I would definitely agree. I mean, there's there's, de- there's comedy in there, but, it, you know, were they trying to go for more of, like, a Gremlins kind of a vibe? Or yeah, oh, it's for like, sure. Yeah, it, that's that's what it was doing. They were it was, try, it was like New Line's version of Gremlins with, uh, and it was very, it's very, like, your your typical 80s setup of like the small family living on a farm and uh you know everyone's got their plans for the night and then it gets all interrupted by these critters coming from space these krites that that uh you know fuck things up and start eating people <laughs> so yes um but it's it's so i mean it's one of those movies that is so like that um what do I want to say the blueprint of like those kind of movies yeah uh, that if you grew up with that those kind of movies, if you hadn't seen this before, if you grew up with those kind of movies, there's like I don't know. For me, it's like a heartwarming blank. It's like a warm blanket. <laughs> that yeah. movie, you know, it's just it's just so comfortably eighties. Critters is really enjoyable. Mm-hmm. I really actually enjoyed both the first one and the second one. You know, but it's just like the only thing I would say for D. Wallace is that she's pretty much hysterical throughout most of the movie. Yeah, yeah, it's not her best work. <laughs> no. It's just like, oh, and she really just like freaks. She's always on the, she's always on the verge of a freak out or is freaking out. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much like the only thing she does. Yeah. It's, it's very much focused on it. Like a lot of these movies in this time period, it's like focused on the boy or the kids. 
you know so it's yep. it's it for and so which is one of the reasons that it was drawn to it it's like it's like we have i have a we have a, i have a fellow redhead kid that i can <laughs> connect to right. as the star of this movie so <laughs> it's like this is this is one of ours damn it <laughs> <laughs> tear he was <laughs> He was your ginger icon. That's right. <laughs> and he's a pyromaniac, hey, hey. too. Hey, you can't use that word. That's our word. Oh, okay. You have to say ginger. <laughs> <laughs> Is that like a South Park thing or something? No, it's like a, there's a comedian, redhead, redheaded comedian that does oh, that okay. joke. So. <laughs> so the other thing, so this kid's a pyromaniac and thank God he is because he uses that to his advantage, doesn't he? Yeah, this kid likes to blow shit up. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Which is, again, one of those things about it. This is like, like, I wanted to blow shit up then, too. When I, was a kid. <laughs> <laughs> right. I, I was kind of intimidated by fireworks a little bit as a kid. How about you? I was, too, because I, I had seen too many horror stories of like people blowing fingers off and shit. Yeah. yeah. But at the same time, I was kind of like, I'd like to blow shit up. <laughs> I bet that'd be fun. <laughs> but there was always like that one kid you knew in the neighborhood, you know, that like fucking always had like fireworks. There's always like yes. burning something, doing shit. And there's there always that like... one kid who was like borderline psycho, psycho, that was yeah. like burning ants all the time and trying to set things on fire. And you're just like, like, you know, that kid's gonna grow up to be a serial killer or something, right? <laughs> At least just a pyromaniac. <laughs> yeah. He's gonna be he's gonna be that guy that goes to fires and masturbates. <laughs> <laughs> now that's hot. <laughs> yeah, that's hot. But up um I need to get a sound effect like that for you. And and and, yeah. and a sad horn. <laughs> <laughs> wow, wow, wow. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> there you go. Um so, I mean, but aside from D. Wallace, uh, the dad is kind of forgettable in this one. Wouldn't you agree? <laughs> yes, he is. And, you know, he's he's a little on the older side, too. But uh, yeah, he, he seems um, like almost a grandpa. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah. Because yeah, D. Wallace is, I mean, she's very young looking in this movie. Yeah. And that guy looks like he's probably 15 years older than her, at least, I would say. Yep. Yep. Know, maybe 20 years. So, I mean, aside from the boy was a pretty obviously important character um we get introduced to the town drunk who becomes like this icon character for this whole uh whole series franchise your series what do you want to call it yeah charlie charlie the drunk yep old bucktooth charlie (laughs) yes he's got a ginormous he's a he's a handsome he's a handsome man (laughs) yes yes he is so and yeah, he's a town only... drunk and no one ever believes anything he says, which is, you know, kind of, he it, says, like, it's fitting that he, con- it's it's like, it's like back to the future. It's like you had like the weirdo that's like friends with the kids. <laughs> that was, that was somehow acceptable in the eighties, but today that would just be looked at as like, that guy's a pedophile. He's diddling those kids. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There's something to be said for that. Mm-hmm. So how exactly do the uh, bounty? And the other thing, we got to talk a little bit about the bounty hunters. Yeah, come on. There's there's some really good stuff that They're takes cool. place in this. Ugh. Yeah, the bounty hunter Ugh. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's it. Yep. Who who decide who? I love the way there, there's these two faceless bounty, which I gotta say is really cool. 
It's an interesting concept. Yeah, they're they have, have no faces. They're just like these humanoid lumps of like glowing something. <laughs> they got like mashed like they they suddenly sculpt their face out of like mashed potatoes yeah. and bandages. They have no fe- features at all, and they are watching. They they're going after the Kreitz. They're bounty hunters. They are coming to Earth, and so they start watching uh, TV from the area to determine yeah. what to look like. Which is again, right. it's just it's just an interesting idea. It's cool, and so mm-hmm. he's watching this like music video with like, this this apparently popular band in this in the yeah this like world of this of the critters, um, and he decides to look like that character, <laughs> and everyone yeah. keeps recognizing him <laughs> everywhere he yeah. goes. And it was like a big hair band from like yeah. it was like a you know like, but it wasn't a known hair band obviously right, but right but it, it's like a popular it's like a popular song because they show the video playing and, and the like the family's watching the video the yeah D Wallace is watching it yeah so even even mom knows who this guy is you know yeah but yeah but those characters are pretty interesting yeah and and I think is it is it Lee is that the the other character or am I confusing it with the second one. I don't remember. I just remember uh, that, like, one of the first transformations we see is when um, they stumble upon a Playboy magazine. That's in the second one. I'm talking about the first movie. Oh, that is the second one. Oh, damn. I'm getting the two mixed up now. Okay, so uh, now you got me confused. I don't know. In the first one, <laughs> I, I think he changes his appearance a couple times, too, but I honestly I can't remember now. What? Oh, oh! You mean like he turns into the cop? I think he turns into the cop, and he, but I think he turns into somebody else. Oh, and then else they turn to the priest. Yeah, that's you're right. At the church. That's it. Yeah, that's right. They turn into like the the like the sheriff and the priest. Because people keep confused. Say say like father. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. He's like walking around in these leathers and like the big gun. Right. Then the secretary <laughs> that kill the... Christ. <laughs> oh, we forgot to make mention too. The lady who plays the secretary at the at the police station. She's been both the first and the second one. She's oh, been in that, a bunch of other stuff. Is too. that uh, uh, Lynch? A? Yeah. 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 Lynch, I she think, showed up so in just quirky, pretty much she's any. Likeable. Oh yeah, I love Lynch, but she showed up, I think, in every New Line Cinema production in the eighties. I mean, she just was in everything. So yeah, was there any particular connection there? A reason well, her, for that? Her brother was the head of New Line, Bob Shea. Oh well, so. there you go. <laughs> but she always plays quirky characters, and of course, she played the the most memorable characters in cinema history of Magda from <laughs> Something About Mary. And yeah. she played the landlady in Kingpin, which was uh, one of the most disturbing characters <laughs> maybe in cinema ever. Yuck. <laughs> With her liver spot legs. Oh my god! I'll never forget the shot—the shot of her like liver spot leg cropped, like arched up on the bed like the Graduate, and you see Woody Harrelson just vomiting in the bathroom in the, in the background. <laughs> And didn't she have the audacity to say something like, oh, come on, it wasn't that bad. Yeah, it wasn't that bad. <laughs> Gross. Oh, man, that movie's funny. Ugh. Classic mm-hmm. 90s comedy. Yep. They don't do that anymore. I was going to say, that's a lost art for sure. Yep. So, um, anyway, back to the critters. So, yeah, it, in Critters 1, it's like, I, I can't remember all the details because it's been a while since so I've seen it, but... I know it all ends with like them blowing up the whole house to get the the critters to kill them yes. all. And the, <laughs> they leave a little remote control 
communicator for which, the kid. Which looks like a freaking, um, like a smartphone. No, not like a smaller smartphone. But does it actually have a readout on it? Yeah. Does it? Okay, in the second one, it doesn't. So it has like, like some sort of like, it has like some sort of like, hol- like a image, almost like like a Death Star diagram looking kind of a thing with a couple of buttons on it. Okay. In the second one, it's 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 kind of cheesy. In the second it's one, they don't, quite... it, they just, he just presses a button and they show up, you know, so. Right. But the, uh, the, the first one ends with the house blowing up and then they have like the whole thing where the house gets rebuilt. By, the, yes. by magic somehow <laughs> right and the cats in the mailbox yeah <laughs> like we've we even resurrected your dead cat <laughs> yep so yeah that that the ending's weird but it's still fun it's a very fun 80s movie and then the second one just like doubled down on the comedy and uh, yeah I, I i i love the second one the second one was directed by mick garris who's directed so many um movies so here here you go i mean i think this is a really good example of yes it's possible to make a sequel that's just as good if not better i mean of the two which one do you like better i mean i i liked i probably like the first one better just because there's a connection there for me of when i saw it and everything as a kid but the second one is so much fun Oh my god, it is! And, and I remember it? as a kid seeing it, and it was just like our friend, my friends that were like horror hounds, like me. It was just like we just talked about this movie all the time. Really, there was a period there where it was just like critter, critter, critter. <laughs> you know, that's all we <laughs> talked about. I mean, it's just absolutely ridiculous, too. I mean, they're literally just fuzzballs from outer space. But mm-hmm. um, but I love, know, but I love the way they look. They're just so simple. With their ugly little faces and their slick back hair and their little pine, porcupine darts, they, they can shoot out. Yeah, and that they say shit to them, shit to each other, and it's translated. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's the best part, honestly. I love the way the one the one gets his hair blown off and he looks at him and goes, "Bitch in." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's so oh, stupid. Man. It's so great though. Yep. It's like if you're gonna make a, a Gremlins ripoff, this is what you make. Yeah, you know, you make something that's just just doubles down the fun part of Gremlins, you yep. know, make, and, and goes crazy with it. Yep. I, you know, the transformation from the Playboy magazine. I, I, I made mention of that a moment a little bit ago, but that that was so fucking clever. So like when she looks down, she's just like the staple got translated into her transformation too. Yeah, you should probably explain that for people who haven't seen it. Oh, okay, go ahead. No, you but go ahead. You explain explain what we're talking about. Oh, you mean how like they just stumbled the, the pot, like, so the uh, so it the, was two, the, the two um, bounty hunters are, are come, come right, back to right. Earth. Yeah, Ugg they have to transform. Chooses the same face, so he still right. looks like he still looks like the rock star. But Lee, I, I believe it's Lee, and Charlie's with him too because Charlie's now part of the bounty hunter team. He left with them in the first movie. So he uh, Lee hasn't decided on a face yet, and he starts to change into Charlie. And he's like, "No, no, 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 no! You're not changing into me." And he like, and he finds he has a Playboy he's found, and he just holds up the centerfold. <laughs> yes, there you go. And it's one of the funniest transformations <laughs> with the boobs growing and everything, and the shirt, yep. the clothes is ripping off because of the boobs. <laughs> yeah, the butt perks out and yeah. the boobs and the whole nine yards. And it becomes this like this supermodel uh, 
um, like a centerfold and she looks down and there's like this metal piece on her stomach and he realizes it's the staple that's in the middle of the centerfold. <laughs> <laughs> she just yanks it off. Kill Christ. <laughs> this ginormous staple too. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've never seen something like that before. Yeah. It's, it's you funny. Know? It's, it's really, I mean, it's like it's super clever. Whoever, you know, yeah. whoever thought that out. It's hilarious. And the whole setup of this movie is like they it's like the hottest Easter on record of some for some reason in Kansas. And the uh um the egg they, they find they find a bunch of crite eggs that had never nothing ever happened. N- nothing was ever done with them. So they're just kinda of laying dormant in, in this barn and the local drunk guy, he uh junk dealer, he gets them from another kid and sells them to the church for Easter. Just so they can uh-huh. decorate them, and it's for just twenty like, bucks. Yeah, for twenty bucks for the for the two boxes of them, and uh, it's just like, well, this isn't gonna go. This isn't gonna go well, <laughs> you know? right? <laughs> so, and the but, critters are fucking ferocious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, talk, let's, let's go, I know you're probably dying to talk about it. Go ahead and talk about the bunny scene. but the sheriff yes the sheriff's dressing up as easter bunny (laughs) and he's so reluctant to want to do it Mm -hmm. as well yeah he's like like, i don't want to do this he's like the sheriff always did it yeah and the granny in this movie she's really sweet and everything but there's because i watched this with my son and he was just like there's something creepy about her and i'm like really you think so i'm like oh i guess i can kind of say do you think she's kind of creepy or not so much there's a creepy element i don't know what it is i don't know maybe she's played something in the past with her she was a bad guy or something. I don't know, but right. She's like a health food nut. That's the funny part. Yes. She's like talking about like giving them health food all the time. And I remember at one point she like pulls out a chocolate bunny for the little girl. And she's like, it's like, I, look, I, I got a bunny for you. And she, she says, Oh, chocolate. And she's like, no, even better carob. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, Oh God. <laughs> there's just so many little quirky things that they just you know stick into this movie yeah that's that's one you kind of miss if you don't pay attention it's just like she's like a total health food nut and she's always asking uh scott grimes character what's his name um the the kid the red red i know the the lead redhead kid yeah Yeah, i wish Uh, i remembered it keeps telling him like asking him like like what are you eating you know brad Brad. yeah like what are you eating are you eating healthy (laughs) (laughs) it's like man what a horrible grandmother (laughs) grandma's supposed to be giving us candy all the time it's all about junk food are you kidding me Mm -hmm. that's i'm sure that's why they chose to have the character be that way just completely goes against type of what you expect but yeah, the grandma, she was just like, Oh, come on, don't be such a don't be such a Debbie Downer or whatever the hell she said to him. Mm-hmm. And and you know, really pushed the sheriff to go to wear the bunny costume. And just the way it's just the whole how he's like just as grumbling and groaning about having to do it. And then and then he can't get the fly zipped on this thing, right? Right. And he's like wandering around the garden getting ready for the kids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the fucking critters. <laughs> just fucking just the way the critters move in this movie just uh-huh. absolutely dumbfounded. They look like hairy basketballs being rolled around, but that's exactly what it was. <laughs> they're just rolling ball, balls of hair down the street. That's literally what they're doing. It's hilarious. And the fucking things jump into his open fly. Yeah, and, and the sound—it's the sound. It's like boom, boom, boom. 
There's <laughs> like three of them get in there. <laughs> oh, man. It's so fucking funny. He's just screaming and running around. And he ends up like getting, uh, throwing crashes, himself through the yeah, he glass. He crashes through the window of the church, and he's just like a bloody mess once he gets in there. So, yeah, kind of spoils the Easter Bunny <laughs> surprise. Spoiled the egg hunt. <laughs> With that said, too, um, I don't know of any other horror films that are centered around Easter time. Do you? No, this is one of the rare ones. I'm sure there probably is something, and I'm, you know, some stupid straight to video thing, but. Yeah, that's uh, one of the unique things about this is that it's like one of the only Easter good Easter horror movies like that that I can think of, except for The Passion. <laughs> there you go, Passion of the Christ. Never seen it. No, yeah. thank you. <laughs> Don't want to offend people, so I won't go into that one. But yikes, that just doesn't look very appealing. I've never seen it. Good diet. Did Russell Crowe have something to do with that one? No, no, that was uh, Mel Gibson. Another, oh, another, another Gibson, road raging psycho. <laughs> it's too, it's easy to get those two mixed yeah. up a little bit. I mean, they they could have probably interchanged uh, Mel Gibson that role, and it would have been you wouldn't have noticed. <laughs> no, <laughs> behind the extra facial hair and blubber. Nope. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's a, there's a guy whose career just went in the toilet. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, getting back to Critters too. Oh man, uh, the we yeah we were talking about the way these things move because there was one scene where uh, Brad and um, his friend his girl is that really his girlfriend? Is it Megan? Is that her name? It, yeah. Well, by the end they're like I guess a couple sort of yeah. Yeah. What they're trying to get away in the pickup truck, remember? Mm-hmm. And it's literally just like hairy bat hairy balls <laughs> just throwing them at the. And thrown at the truck. Yeah. It's so obvious. That's all it is. <laughs> well, Mick Garris was on. He's got, he's got his own podcast right now where he like interviews other directors and stuff. But he was on some podcast I listened to years ago, and he talked about Critters too because it was like maybe the second thing he directed in Hollywood. Okay, like mean, the second thing he he did. He like before that he done like a Twilight Zone or something, and that was it. And he said that it was like majority of the time they were just rolling balls down the street and hitting the camera, yeah, setting the camera up to get them going by, you know. Really? Yeah. He said they were but just so- they were just basketballs and shit, and they just throw them at trucks and throw them at people. <laughs> <laughs> but sometimes they had them like spinning like really fast and stuff, almost like they seem they're being controlled, and it's just like yeah. how the hell do they do it? They probably speed up the film or something, I imagine. Or were there? I know some. No, I noticed some of them looked like they were being filmed in reverse too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I, so. I, I, it's. I mean, it's such a simple design, but it's great. The fact that they turn into hairy balls, <laughs> tiny the fact, tears. The fact they turn into hairy balls is just one of the best things about these movies, because <laughs> it literally just becomes throwing balls at people, <laughs> and that's. I love that every time. <laughs> Oh, and there's just some cool sequences, too. I mean, I like it when, uh, oh, we didn't talk about the Hungry Heifer. Oh, Hungry Heifer, the fast food place. Yeah, its own theme song. (laughs) I I wish we could go ahead and play a clip. I know. I wish I I I thought about that. I would have pulled one. Oh, my God. I mean, it's it's so stupid because, like, all the critters are in there and they're, like, just going to town all the food. Mm -hmm. And that's, like, when the two bounty hunters, like, show up. And just blow them to smithereens. 
and then you get all kinds of like silly lines, you know, from the little critters and whatnot. Yeah, know, that's the one just... where the one gets his hair, hair blown off and yeah. like, bitching. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, and the uh, the sheriff is different in this movie. It's not the same actor from the first film to the second film, but I thought the sheriff in the second one was more fun. Oh yeah, this that's the guy, the sheriff that plays him in the second movie, is is uh he was the sh- I want to say he a sheriff in. Northern Exposure, which was that TV show that was on like in the early 90s. It was uh-huh. real popular people. And he's like an Alaskan sheriff or something in North Dakota, somewhere like far up north. And uh, it's quir- like playing basically the same character, like this quirky sheriff character, you know? Yep. So he, I think that guy was just kind of known for that. If you needed the quirky sheriff character, you called him in. Yeah, I'm trying to find his name on IMDb right now, but I can't find it. But he's. He was fucking funny because you remember um, uh, the lady comes to his trailer to say, "Hey, you know, like we need you to, we need your help," and uh, you know, and he was just like, yeah. he said, you know, it's like I'm watching my game shows and they're and they're about to get to the bonus round, like slams the door out there. <laughs> Do you remember that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he does a much better job of delivering it, but there's just oh, I mean. And I guess he got voted out by like a landslide or something like right, that. And he's he was, like, "This town can kiss my ass." He, he, he was defending. He was defending Brad and saying that all these critters are around. And said, like, "Yeah, Sheriff drinks as much as Charlie did, you know, or whatever." Oh, okay. So he got, he got voted out because he was like saying that this happened. That these the first critters movie happened. Uh huh. Oh, he's he's funny though, right? Um, the actor is that him. Yes, uh, this it's the actor's name is Barry Corbin. Oh, is that him sitting up perched on top of the horse? Yeah, it's an old, it's like an, apparently a more recent photo because he's really old in that photo. Yeah, it's really hard to tell that it's him. Yeah. Oh, but we forgot to make mention of uh, Eddie Deason, the hungry heifer manager. Oh yes, the nerdy the guy, spastic nerd, <laughs> and his transformation. Oh my god, that guy is like the ultimate 80s spaz yes he is like and, spaz. And was he in there in the movie nerds or porkies or something like that he was in something uh, maybe porkies or something but he was de- i definitely remember seeing him in multiple things in the 80s as a nerd character yeah yeah uh he basically just spent the 80s playing that same nerdy character spazzing out yeah <laughs> and when he shows up it's just like oh yeah i remember that guy you know it's just kind of fun noise whenever yeah. you see him but he, yeah, he he he's the manager of the the hungry heifer and Lee and and Ugg they come up and and Lee sees this guy and decides he's gonna switch to this character's face, and so is it the rest of the movie he's that character? No, he switches back over okay. to the blonde again. That's right. That's the right. He does. He was going to transform into Freddy Krueger when he sees him as the yes. cardboard cutout by the yes. video store. That's right. I forgot about that. Yeah, there was a little joke that he's going to change into Freddy Krueger, and and Charlie pulls up the centerfold again. No, 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 no. You're not going to become him. <laughs> <laughs> this movie is really fucking fun. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's so much fun. I'd actually would sit down and watch it again. I would. Yeah, it's it's a fun movie. It is. It's definitely it's collection worthy for sure. And and in much the same way as uh, it kind of has an ending that's similar to Ghoulies, uh, too, because Ugg disguises himself as a giant critter. <laughs> yes. <laughs> 
and persuades them to like go because they set up the uh, booby trap like the whole fucking barn with like a bunch of like hamburger and they're pouring out yeah. like the frozen french fries and all that stuff remember yep and loaded it with dynamite and they tried to go ahead and fucking blow them all up and then somehow that turns them into one Giant ginormous ball. fuzzball <laughs> all the critters giant like get together and then I love that one scene. That's one of the most memorable shots ever is is that yeah. from this movie. I just love it's on the cover, you know, it's just awesome. All the fucking little critters form into one giant ball. And then like when they roll over the top of somebody, that one guy's just like he's like skinned he's like skinned completely. He's like a bloody skeleton, yes. remember? It's so cheesy too. It's like piranha. <laughs> it's like it's like he just jumped into a pool of piranha. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah that's a good way to put it and it was fucking hilarious though yeah and just the way the old, the town folks they thought like oh yeah you know we, we killed the critters we saved the day but then who actually saves the day is it was it charlie does like a kamikaze and like dive bombs yeah into you the, think like... you think he's gonna run away or something like he's just cowarding out you know but he does a kamikaze thing yep to, crashes to into the big lee ball gets, of critters lee gets killed by the the uh critters the, was it the other bounty hunter the chick you see just her arm laying there yeah so she gets taken okay, out and then ug becomes useless because he's like in mourning or something i don't know right um so he more more Ugg just turns into a, he turns back into potatoes <laughs> yes <laughs> he's, smashed potato face <laughs> yeah and, and he's like just sitting around staring like not you well you don't know his emotion but he's like you know droopy head for the rest right. of the movie and then charlie <laughs> sacrifices himself so he decides to become charlie as a but you think charlie sacrifices himself right. because then you see him walking like in a parking lot with a fucking parachute behind him mm-hmm so I guess he's okay. Then they do that 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 whole weird thing where Ugg transforms into Charlie to try to make everybody feel better, I guess. Right. Because they think Charlie was dead. Then they do like that whole weird thing at the end where it's like they got two Charlies and they're kind of looking at each other and it's just like before the days of CGI. And oh, yeah. it's, it's a rough. little rough. Remember? Yeah. yeah. It's where they just like split the screen and have two different two takes and Right, right. Yeah. It's 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 they're never quite looking at each other in the eye. <laughs> They're just kind of staring right. off. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, it's silly, but like whatever. I mean, you know, I, I Charlie was like fun in this movie. Would you agree? Oh yeah, I, I always liked the Charlie character, even in the first movie, because he was like, I don't know, just the, that character that a kid would like. You know, he's right. drunk. He's like he's reading comic books. He's you know, seems like a cool guy drinking sodas and. Yep. So, but yeah, he's uh. But, that, but there's two more movies after this, unfortunately. Oh, and I made <laughs> for the some awful reason, mistake of watching them. I had them playing in the background as I was busy sculpting and mold yeah, making and stuff. I told you, I told you, don't bother with the, sec- the t- third and fourth one. And you went, I'm going to watch them anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and the third one, uh, good grief. Is that the one that takes, I'm, you know, I'm, all these movies are getting all jumbled up in my head, but did it have something to do with like an apartment complex or yeah, something? Yeah, the third one, the third one I've only seen maybe a couple times my whole life, you know, I think I rewatched it when maybe back in the, back in the, you know, 2000s or something, uh-huh. but it's, yeah, it takes place in a apartment building. It's notable only because it's the first appearance of Leonardo DiCaprio in anything. 
Oh my god, that's right. And they even put that little fucking thing on the front cover starring Leonardo DiCaprio. Right. And it's got like a little like caption of with his face at the bottom and it's just like, oh my god. Yeah, and he's like probably what, uh, 15 or something in this movie? Or? Not even. Yeah. He's like 12. Yeah, he's 12, 13 years old. He's crazy young. Crazy, crazy young. And just like the whole premise and setup of it is like really silly. Especially like when they first come across Charlie they like throw a frisbee and it like lands off into like a bluff and they like go down in there or a ravine, whatever you want to call it. And he just fucking pops up out of the ground randomly. Yeah. See, I don't even remember. Uh, I, I just know Charlie shows up cause he's hunting greats. Yeah. Uh, so oh, apparently that okay. sheriff job, that sheriff job didn't pan out. <laughs> <'Cause> he's, <laughs> he's still dressed like a bounty hunter and, and trying to find greats all the time. But his bounty hunter, but his costume is like changed, you know, and it's just, I don't know, it's just really goofy. Mm-hmm. It's got like the big light on his head and he's wearing like um I don't know, just this whole get up, his whole shtick is just the only thing I will say that this movie is worth seeing. I mean, it's kind of interesting. I would would you say that it was Leonardo DiCaprio's like very first film ever? I think it's his very first film period, yeah. I think it's the first thing he's yeah. ever in. So I guess for that reason it's kind of worth checking out. But yes, if you're a Leo fan. Yeah. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> Sorry, I'm slipping off my seat here. Yeah. <laughs> Even for but, prepubescent uh, Leo, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tiny tears. <laughs> Harry balls in your face. Yep. Harry balls, tiny tears. It's just every, it's, this show is just full of innuendo. <laughs> yes. Uh, and of course, back to Ghoulies with the potty humor because you got the little like ghoulie coming out of the toilet. Um, <laughs> now, what I'm trying to get to is. Uh, the best part of this movie, I like the way they shot it. It reminds me of something, and I can't quite put my finger on it. From like it was like like maybe like a seventies TV show or eight, early eighties TV show, where um, they were okay. So they show Charlie hunting for the critters in the base in like this burnt out basement of the apartment, and then they 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 start rolling the end credits, but then they pause it. And then it goes back to like, you know, Charlie searching the basement and then they pause it again and they roll some more credits. Do you remember that? Yeah, I kind of vaguely remember that because he gets sucked into some kind of a collection pod or something, right? I think so. Yeah, because he finds the two last eggs inside of like an abandoned washer or dryer, one Mm -hmm. of the two. And then Ugg shows up as a hologram and says, oh, no, you can't destroy these. You know, the... The, the Galactic well, Federation, yeah, right? Almost almost says you can't or something. Pardon me. They're like extinct, so we got to save these eggs. Ex- yeah, exactly. The these are the last two eggs in existence, so you can't kill them. Right. So. Yep. Yep. And but then that whole end the sequence, thing. the 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 end credit sequence was actually well done, mm-hmm. and it was so well done that they decided to go ahead and put it in part four. And part four and starts off with that whole exact sequence. But right. then, oh, my God, it just turns into a shitstorm after that. Oh, yeah. It yeah, was the four, most boring fucking movie I've ever fucking seen. Part four is is Critters in Space because this is like 92 this came out. And it felt like several things tried tried to go to space, like Pinhead went to space and, you know, Jason went to space, Jason. too, but it was later. 
But yeah. it's like everyone was trying to like we gotta come up with something new, so let's make an aliens rip off and have Jason in yeah, space. Yeah, or... we gotta have an idea that's just completely out of this world. So yeah, let's just go out of yeah. our world out into space. So they they've taken out the space. Of course, critters is a little more earned because I mean it, 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 it all starts in space anyway. Right. But they don't. The problem is they don't explore like the bounty hunters or anything interesting. They instead they just go oh. to like the future where humans are now in space. Like what? What's he go like two or three hundred years in the future or something or whatever it is? Because he gets cryogenically frozen in the, in the pod. Oh, I think they said fifty years. Is that like all it is? Like, yeah, it's like fifty okay. years. Whatever. So he basically meets up with space truckers that are looking for some stuff to salvage. Right. And it's it's feels like you know a shitty ripoff of aliens. The sets look like they're just made of cardboard and spray paint. I was gonna say this movie, I swear to God, must have been shown in Mystery Science Theater three thousand. It it could have been. It so looks like something that like I'm like the only thing that's missing is like Servo and Crow. Mm-hmm. You know? Yep, it's 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 not. It, this looks terrible, and the only thing notable about this movie is that Angela Bassett is in it. Oh, she, it's like her yeah. first. Well, I think one of her yeah. first movies. And she takes a shower. And she takes a shower, and you can see her butt. It's, it's nice. <laughs> um, and Brad Dourif is in it, and but you know Brad Dourif is like you know he's there's some great things he's in, and there's some really shitty things he's in. So I don't know how much tr- of a. They tried to make the critters more sinister. They changed the look of the critters, and and uh, just they kept like the same weird sounds that they made and everything. But they tried to just make it something that it just wasn't. You know, what I mean, I understand mm-hmm. they tried to like reinvent it a little bit, but the characters are just awful. The acting is awful. The characters are awful, and it's just the it, the movie just ends uneventfully too. Yeah, and it's just kind of like blocked. There it is, done. I'm just and like, apparently, wow. and I and I almost forgot about this. I did watch it. Uh, there was a Critters TV series that was on. It was on Shutter for a while. I don't know if it still is. Uh, it's called Critters: A New Binge, and I did watch it. And it's it's so forgettable that I I kind of forgot that I watched it until I'm looking it up on IMDb. When was that made? <clears throat> like 2019. So it was a couple years, just a couple years ago. Oh my God! They brought it back. Yep, and it was like. Is it- like short 15 minute episodes if i remember right so i think it was a web series or something that got you know maybe canceled halfway through or something filming or and then shutter picked it up to finish it something like that okay um but it's it's incredibly bad it's is it really it's soup it, they try to go super funny with it and they have this fat kid that likes to eat everything the, i mean it's such a cliche you know storyline that this fat kid just can't has to eat all the time, and of course it turns out later on that he's like half critter. Really? Somehow. Uh, I don't know. It's it's just bad. It's just so not worth your time. You know, don't waste time watching it. Even the critters don't look right. They they, they don't uh, look like the critters from the original show. You know, original movies. So. But yeah, the fourth one is just god god awful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It doesn't get the better first, after that. <laughs> no, but the first two, I mean, so so as far as like ghoulies go, I mean, it's like if you haven't seen it, I guess see it. Uh, but Critters, it. oh my God, Critters is a hell of a lot of fun. Yeah, Critter, the Critters movies are fun. And there are others. I mean, I remember there was one called Munchies from that time period, but I don't think I ever watched it. I've heard of it, but I know yeah. I've not seen that. And I'm sure there was others too that I'm forgetting about because it, it feel. And then when Gremlins came out, and was popular. There was like so many ripoffs of that. 
Yeah. You know, even like stuff like Doll and Puppet Master. Puppet Master was kind of like that. Oh, that. those movies suck. Uh-huh. I, have, I do not <laughs> like Puppet Master. Yeah. Yep. So, the but that's, yeah. I, critter, and Critters, you know, I, I, but you may remember, I have a Critter from like the early 90s. Do you in, really? That I still have. It's in my display case here. But I've had it oh, since like like probably ninety one or something or ninety two. Can you even get your hands on those anymore? Nope. I've I've looked before because I've looked to see if anyone's making those anymore or anything, and and finding one of those like it's really it's almost impossible to find one from that time period. And it looks kind of accurate too, doesn't it? It looks very accurate because I think it was based on like maybe even maybe even movie molds or something at the time. Oh wow! So it's it was it was like one of those like things you saw in Fangoria magazine in the back of the magazine like mail order critter. Oh my goodness! Critter puppet. That's that's how I got it. Remember those days? Mm-hmm. Like in mail order and going through those little catalogs and stuff. Yep. It's like wow, there's a blast from the past. You'd, you'd send your your check or money order out and you just pray that you you don't get ripped off and you might get your product at some point. <laughs> that's, Ain't that the truth? That's all it was. Just a hope and a prayer. <laughs> that you would get in an something. envelope <laughs> yep. and it would be like months before you get you'd get anything if you got something right you know, it always said like four to six weeks and it just felt like it was forever were you having you like an anxiety something. attack like just waiting for it or not so much i you know i i'm sure i probably did not anxiety attack it, but I'm, see, remember, I'm sure i was like anticipating it right but, but you would kind of forget about it and it wasn't like a big deal and it's like now when you like you order shit from amazon you expect it on your fucking doorstep then mm-hmm. like next day or two days and if it isn't you're just like what the fuck you're like but sometimes out, i'll pre-order you know? something i'll pre-order like a movie or something that's coming out and then i'll just completely forget about it and it'll show up in the mail and I'm like oh yeah i ordered that <laughs> it's right. kind of fun you know when that happens it's like it's like a right. present to yourself <laughs> yep it's better than getting bills right <laughs> yeah, that's right so but yeah, I, maybe I'll, I'll have to like sh- take a picture of that in the case and put that up on the Facebook or something. That'd be cool. But uh, yeah, I've had that. I've had that for a long time, and it looks it looks like a legit critter. So yeah. So when I was watching Critters and Ghoulies, of course, you know HBO Max made the recommendation of like, oh, Troll, Troll One <laughs> and Troll Two, and I'm just like, how in the hell did these movies even get made? And I just want to briefly say that I'm like, like the first one has like Michael Moriarty and a couple of other like known actors, I guess. Like Michael Moriarty, I think he went to the same high school as me and more. And then he was really big back in the nine was it 80s and 90s in Law and Order? Do you oh, remember Michael, him? Michael Moriarty, you're talking about, right? Michael Moriarty. You're pronouncing it weird. That's why I, was like, I wasn't sure who you were talking about. I thought it was okay. Moriarty. Mor- Moriarty, isn't it? I don't know. Tomato, tomato. We both know who we're talking about, right? Yeah, I know who you're talking about. But I was just really surprised. And then he, like, does... And then, um... Is this the same movie? No, what, is this the one that has Sonny Bono in it as well? Yes. Yeah, yeah. he's from Detroit, Michigan. Yep, and uh, it's just so freaking weird, the role that Sonny Bono plays in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was and like it's just like, how does he go from like career. hanging out with Cher and have like a huge successful career to like doing this movie? No, he was. I, I don't know how. He, a lot of his career is based on Cher, <laughs> so right. You know, the Sunny and Cher show was like incredibly popular because I remember my mom loved that back in the seventies, uh-huh. and 
the they and I remember that because I remember they got divorced or something and then tried to keep the show going even after they got divorced. It just and, was awkward. And it was just awkward, yeah, and then that didn't work. So but yeah, yeah Sonny Bono, of course Cher went on to have like a pretty good career. And Sonny well, Bono of course. I remember him showing up off and on in things, but then he he finally gave up and they, and became a politician or something for a while. Really? Um, yeah, like I want to say like Denver or something, or maybe I got that wrong, or maybe Miami. But he was like a politician, like senator or something, if I remember right. Mm-hmm. But uh, but anyway, yeah, I mean that, uh, yeah, it's it's just weird seeing him show up in something, and when he did, it was usually a joke. Yeah. So. But the same little guy shows up in this one as from uh, Ghoulies Part Two, mm-hmm. and it's just like there's remember this like really awkward sequence where like you know he's talking like he's talking to like the main little girl, and then he's just like goes it gets off into like a dark tangent where he's talking about he's got he's got like cancer and he's gonna die and all this other stuff. I'm just like, and he's like I'm like wow, this is really what you want to sit around and talk about with a little girl? This is really <laughs> weird. It just it got oh really really God. weird. Did you dark see what and their names awkward. are? Huh? You see what Michael Moriarty's name is in the movie? Harry Potter. Yeah. Fucking Harry Potter. <laughs> what the hell, Harry Potter? I know, I know, because like I'm like I actually had to pause it, and I'm like I'm like wait, did I just hear this correctly? Is this for the you know, origins he... of the Harry Potter name? <laughs> I'm. I was wondering the exact same thing too, and it's like you got these trolls, you know, and like the little characters, and it's just like I don't know, because there are trolls in Harry Potter. I've never seen. I, I think a, I saw the first two when it first came out, and that was it. Yeah, I've never seen the others. They, right, but as far as like, um, yeah, I, I thought that was interesting too. I wondered the same thing. But um, it's just all of a sudden there's just a fucking troll in the basement of their apartment complex. So it's like, oh, here we go again. And, and then it's just like the troll does like this transformation thing where he can like turn into different people and people. And it's just, I don't know, it's weird. It's just so, so weird. I'm not really, and it's just, I don't really like the makeup. I don't like the look of the costume. And just, it look, I'm looking at pictures of it. I don't, because I had, again, I haven't seen since I was a kid. So, yeah. I'm looking at pictures of it, and I can't get over how much it reminds me of the character from Labyrinth. Yes, like it looks almost That's just it. like that character the 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 uh, the one that helps, uh, you know Jennifer Connelly's character in that movie. Did uh, Labyrinth come out before this one? Good question. Eighty six. <laughs> yeah, it had to have right. Labyrinth had to be before that. Yeah, I think so. So maybe they were just like, you know, stumble, you know, somebody stumbled upon like, oh, yeah, remember this costume from Labyrinth, you know, found it and like, okay, let's use it again. <laughs> oh, it came out the same year. Really? Yeah. Huh. So maybe somebody saw him walking by in production and said, hey, come on over here. Well, uh, <laughs> we can use you for our other movie, too. I don't know. Um, I, I agree with you. There that. is something familiar about it. I'm just yeah. like, why do I feel like I've seen this thing before? There's got to be a story behind that because it's like it's it's too crazy how close it is. Yeah. But I mean, there's really not much to the story, but you yeah. know, that's that's pretty much it. And just and you watch the second one too, right? Which is the worst movie oh. ever made. And there's like a huge cult following for that second one because that yep. is by. I remember watching the second one and thinking to myself, "Why does this movie seem familiar? It is the worst." pile of garbage i have ever fucking watched in yeah. my life 
And I'm like, there's a reason for it. It's just like, oh, yeah, that's right. Wasn't it voted as like one of the worst movies ever made? Yeah, there's a documentary called Best Worst Movie, which is the I'm sure what you I'm sure you watched it at some point. That's it. Yeah, because yeah. we, we we both saw it. We, we both talked about it at some point. Yeah. So it's yeah, it's it's a terrible piece of shit. <laughs> so, oh, it's awful. I, and I think I, I think I've only seen it one time. It was a long time ago. I, I've never rewatched it. Even though it's supposed to be such a cringe-worthy watch, you know, but yeah, I'm just not—I'm not that interested in watching something just to lo- look at how bad it is, unless I'm like maybe drunk with friends or something. <laughs> All right, you know, just just to watch something because it's supposed to be bad is not necessarily something I want to do. Right. It could be interesting, but unfortunately, this one isn't. I mean, it's just so so bad. Yeah. But I basically like some guy from Italy came over to America and had a concept of like American culture <laughs> right. but try to sprinkle it in with like some weird Italian thing. And, and he tried to like the, the people were acting like I could see like he was the people they were, uh, how can I describe this? I don't I'm, think, like, any, I don't think there here. was any professional actors in this movie. I think they were no, entirely I mean, so just people he found like they, living in that town. Yeah. And they were awful. But it's like um, he tried to have them act Italian, but in a, as Americans. Mm-hmm. Does that make any sense? Yeah. Because it had that weird, like you know, house by the cemetery kind of awkwardness to it, and uh, like you know, like the actors, you know, that those kind of movies. Not necessarily Jallos, although maybe a lot. A lot of that, uh, I, a lot of like Italian movies, is just that there's because they're not recording sound. When they make those movies, um, they they're dubbing all the stuff in afterwards. So I think a lot of a lot of the awkwardness is just because of that. Oh, in those films, but yeah, you you have literally have like an American actress, you know, acting against an Italian man or something in those in those movies, and they're literally just memorized their lines and reading them off in their own language. Yeah, that's literally what they're doing on set, and then they and of course. The person listening, like if you're an American actor and you're talking, you know, in English, speaking your lines in English, and the person speaking back to you in Italian, you're just like, what the fuck, man? Yeah, <laughs> so that's got to be it. It's got to be a fucking hellscape to like try to try to act in. Yeah. So, but I mean, it's got the worst fucking costumes, the worst actors. I mean, this movie is just so strange. It's just a mirror. I don't understand why it even got made. Mm. I don't know if I mean. I, I've seen some bad ones, but this is definitely a stinker. Yep. So, yeah, I, I, it's been too long since I've seen this. I really can't say much about it. Have they tried to make any? Did they make any more Beyond Two? A uh, troll? Yeah, I couldn't tell you. Don't know. Yeah, I'm trying to look it up on IMDb right now as we speak, but uh, is it Troll or Trolls? Troll. Yeah, Troll Two is it. So I'm sure after Troll That's 2, weird. it was like, we're not going to make anything else. I was like, That's yeah. over, you know. Yeah, not to be confused with that, like, cartoon Trolls movie, remember? Yeah, back Fucking the... Justin Timberlake and, like, all the little... Remember those little troll things that people yeah, used to remember, put like on their dashboards? The, of was their there car? a movie too? Because I remember the I remember the dolls, like the people. Yeah, had. that's it. The troll yeah. dolls. Yeah. So. 
Well, I guess that's it, unless you have something you want to add. No, there isn't. There isn't. I mean, it's just, again, I mean, I'm sure there is other, like, uh, little critter fuzzball things. From... I'm sure there is that we're forgetting, but we can always do a part two at some point. <laughs> right. I don't know if that'll be necessary, <laughs> but by far, without a doubt, Critters is the best of them all. I think so. With that said, I mean, as compared to Gremlins, I still argue Gremlins is better. Yeah, Three, of course. But, you know, Gremlins I wasn't is... until I was an adult that I was like, oh, well, you know, Eric, my son's never seen Gremlins before. And I'm like, well, maybe I should check this one out again before. I let... It's like I had to wait until he was just a little bit older to show him Gremlins because I was like, wow, I forgot how dark this movie is. Because of that Santa story? <laughs> oh, about him getting stuck in the chimney? Yeah. Yeah. That, that was that. something I had no memory of when I was a kid. I mean, I mean I'm sure I heard it. But I didn't really pay attention to it or something. I was probably just waiting for the Gremlins to show up again. Right. <laughs> I was watching the movie, and then I saw it as an adult for the first time and re and, and that story. So I was like, "Fuck, that's dark." <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the way she tells the story, the way she's just kind of staring and telling the story, just like this is dark as shit. <laughs> yeah, it really is. So, and then you know, there's just the other sequences too. You know, where like the Gremlins are trying to like kill the mom. She's got the mm-hmm. knife and everything. Yeah, that, that movie is a little darker than you probably remember if you haven't seen it. Oh, for sure. Kid. And that movie was a big deal when we were kids. Yeah. But that's, I'm that's just like sign of the times, man. It's like the, the the stuff we saw as kids, there was a lot of it that was just kind of like grim fairy tales. You know, yep. it was like there there was like a, an edge to all of them, you know. And today it's just like happy, happy, happy. You know, we can't yeah. have anything that makes anyone feel bad. You can't have anything that makes anyone feel emotion. All right. Yeah. You know, so. There you go. Different times. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So I guess I'll do it, right? Yep, I'm done with this one. Okay, so I guess I'll do it for us. We will see you again in a couple weeks for the next new episode of the Audio Return of the Other Dead Horror Podcast. And as always, please like and subscribe wherever you listen to the show. Uh, Leave a review because it helps us get new viewers. And uh, that's it. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.